everyone. My name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. As always, I am so grateful, thankful, and appreciative for all of you guys here in the community that we continue to build week after week. Um, I'm really excited for today's episode. I actually get the opportunity to interview somebody, and as you guys know, that is far and few between these days with Little Man, so you have a great episode ahead of you. But before I jump into that, I did just want to kind of start something new with this podcast community. You guys know I do not do ads whatsoever, but I also feel like I'm answering a lot of side questions, and I also feel like what I like to do on this podcast is break down social media barriers and ads and all of the sorts. And you guys know I talk a lot about different supplementation and foundational health on whether it's the podcast, whether it's my endometriosis journey, whether it is on my Instagram stories. And I was like, you know what? Why not just kind of bring in a little bit of facts each week? And what I'm going to do for you guys is if you ever use one of my links, whether it's in the show notes, whether it's something I talked about, whether it's on my Instagram story, I want it to be a specific monthly giveaway for all of you because you do continue to support me, whether you're downloading the episode, whether you're subscribing, whether you're putting in a review, whether you're listening every single week and just adding to those numbers, you guys were almost at half a million downloads, which is just so surreal. And I want that to be a goal to reach as many people as possible. So that requires you guys. It requires my audience. So I'm going to just drop little tidbits each week of some facts. And I wanted to talk about OptiGreens today for literally one minute. I will add each week um, some extra details to kind of break them down. But you guys know I literally put them in my stories every single day. I have Caden taking them. Um, and a big reason why I started taking them personally was for the digestive aspect of them. So they do contain digestive enzymes as well as probiotics. And their emphasis is definitely for gut health. So as you guys know, over 70% of our immune system actually stems from our gut and things like autoimmune diseases actually stem from our gut. And you guys know your girl has endometriosis. So that was why I initially started diving into OptiGreens was because of my endometriosis, because of my digestive struggles. Again, I'll chat more each week about it, but just wanted to touch on that this week. So if if you are somebody, you've been kind of contemplating it, um, just kind of listen and we'll, you know, break down some of those, <laughs> some of those questions that you guys have. But if you are looking for something for just overall gut health, having those digestive enzymes, having those probiotics, but then also the benefits of all of the 50 hand-picked ingredients of those fruits and veggies, I'm definitely going to recommend OptiGreen. So I will link the free shipping down in the show notes. And if you do choose to purchase directly from that link, make sure you send me an email to hello at carlyandell.com. I'm entering you into a monthly giveaway of $100. However, it's going to be just for my podcast community. So in the little subject, make sure you put 
you know, podcast purchase or whatever podcast giveaway entry so I can decipher you guys. So anyways, I'll just be dropping little tidbits each week, start off with OptiGreens and then we'll dive into other stuff. But diving into today's topic, I have my assistant here. She has been on one other episode with me a while ago. So some of you guys may know her. I talk about her all the time. I do not know where I would be without her. She came into my life about three months after having Caden and has been a huge driving force behind Brooklyn Grace um, with so many of the behind the scenes things you guys did not see over the year and a half of like putting that whole company together. This girl just turned 40 last week, hence the title of this episode, This is 40, and she is a mama to five I don't even want to say little ones anymore. <laughs> they are. She has some little ones, some grown ones. Um, but as you guys know, this podcast is all about kind of breaking down, gosh, appreciating our struggles, but breaking down those timelines that we feel like we need to have in our life. And I think a lot of us have throughout this podcast, throughout posts that I've made, throughout self-help books we've all read, um, we've broken down that stigma of having to have it figured out by 30 Um, But I thought it'd be so awesome to bring Ange on to talk about this is 40 and the different aspects and levels of her life that she has had. Um, So Ange, if you will introduce yourself again for those who do not know who you are. Hello, everybody. (laughs) I'm Angela, um, but I don't mind being called Ange. Um, I just turned 40, which I definitely don't want to define me, but it's kind of crazy because I look back and I'm like, I remember when I was in my early 20s and I was like, 40 so old. And I think like working up to this birthday, I kind of just ignored my age. And then it hit me like the day before I was like, oh my gosh, I'm turning 40. I'm so old. (laughs) So now here I am. I don't feel any different than I did the day before. I don't feel, I don't feel 40. But um, I definitely appreciate that I made it to 40. When you say you don't feel 40, is that because you, like the assumptions we put on like, oh, this is what life looks like at 20. This is what life looks like at 30. This is what life looks like at 40. Like when I think of 40, I remember specifically my mom's 40th birthday party. Like I remember the surprise birthday party my dad threw for her and I feel like it's so far off. But then I'm like, wait, right? Casey's almost 40. (laughs) You know, I'll be 33 next week. It's like, oh, wow, it actually is sadly to say like in the terms of how fast life goes it's just around the corner but again I think of you know I was what eight years old nine years old my mom had her 40th birthday or almost 10 and it's like it's that pivotal thing you remember you know all her friends and I'm like oh wait is that gonna be us you know me it it does It, it gives you that I remember when my mom and dad turned 40 and I I always thought it was so old, like, oh, I'm gonna be old, I'm not gonna, you know, my mom had some health issues, and so for me, 40, when I looked at her, I thought, oh gosh, I'm not gonna be able to walk as well, or maybe it seemed a little bit older when I was younger, Um, but now I don't mentally feel 40, but I think that's because I put the stigma on it myself. I made 40 seem old, and it doesn't have to be old. you know, I can, I feel like I can do all the same things that I did when I was 30. Um, but also maybe my kiddos play a huge role into that as well. Yeah. So if you're comfortable chatting about it, so you are a mama of five and I know we've chatted a lot, obviously over the last year and a half, but when you think of your life at 20, your life at 30, your life at 40, and not that our life has to be dictated by these 
decades, if you will. But I will say there's a level of adulting that I think a lot of us either hope for or expect or plan on. I know for me, I figured 30 years old, like I would be married, I'd have kids, I'd own my house. And I didn't have any of that. I got married a couple months before I turned 30, but it was in a quick turn of events. Like Casey and I had dated for so long, I had no clue if it was actually ever going to happen. <laughs> um, and then we, you know, had our miscarriage and we didn't, oh, we didn't own our house, you know, just, it's just, I feel like we had so many things that we, I assumed that I would have by 30. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a clear title, if you will. Like when people, oh, what are you doing? I just thought that I would have life quote unquote figured out. But I yeah. think, you know, for everybody listening, we all know figured out tra- changes with each season. So with your seasons, did you have those moments of like, oh, I have it figured out. And then all of a sudden life changed for you and threw you loopholes. And so like when you think back of the 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, with your kiddos, what does that look like from a transition standpoint and standing on your own two feet and having to adult? Um, I think it's kind of, you know, going back 20 years to unfold all of it is there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, in my early 20s, you kind of feel like you're invincible and you have everything figured out and you think that in the moment. And then maybe 10 years down the road, you're like, oh, wow, I'm so glad that didn't happen or that relationship didn't happen or or it didn't survive that time um, because that wasn't the right person for me. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, there's things with like my first kid, um, he, I feel like in a sense, kind of got the short end of the stick. Now that I'm 40, looking back, I was a working mom. I was busy. My focus wasn't necessarily on how, you know, like I loved him. (laughs) I love him, but it wasn't on how I was going to raise him. Whereas now I'm a stay at home mom. I feel like I can pour my hundred percent into my kiddos at home. Whereas I was a busy mom with him. I was a hundred percent mom. But I also then kind of divvied it up into work and school and play and kid and, you know, the list goes on. So, and survival in a way. I mean, survival, yeah. You were a single mama and, you know, trying to figure it out, right? But I did the best that I could with what I had and what I knew then. Um, And then, you know, you hit 30 and you're like, oh, wow, 20 was, you know, crazy. And you just kind of, it's like checking off the, I don't want to say the chapters of your life, but I could, I could probably write a book about all the different stuff that I've gone through and all the different chapters that I've kind of opened and closed over the years. Um, but also saying all of that, it's kind of made me the person I am today. Yeah. I, okay. So, and if you're, if you feel comfortable chatting about it, I've loved how we've talked about how you were a single mama and you kind of felt like you had it all figured out. Like, you owned your own home, you had your job, your kids were thriving. And lo and behold, you know, you fell in love with your husband now, which has been a blessing and a half. But you had to release a lot of stability and titles that took you a long time to figure out, right? That that you hit that like, I'm 30, I've got it figured out. I'm I've, you know, standing on my own two feet, taking care of my kids. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you kind of I don't just use the word allowed, but you allowed yourself to release all of that to then I think a lot of us are afraid of vulnerability, right? Whether it's in starting a business venture, whether it is in a relationship, whether it's in turning a page to a chapter that 
feels stable, right? You worked hard to get to where you were. And then here comes this awesome human that you're like, wait, am I about to start? I don't want to say all over again, but like kind of, right? Yeah. yeah. And you did that in your 30s where I feel like a lot of us, especially women, we assume especially when it comes to dating yep. and kids, it has <laughs> to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And here you are, you have three-year-old and five-year-old now, right? Mm-hmm. So those are your two youngest. Yeah. And here you are at 40. And I just think that's something that I envy. I mean, I respect you more than the, I mean, the, everything that you've, like, your knowledge and your background and your, your work ethic. And I mean, hearing how you got to that point of stability and you were like here I am single mama thriving owning my own home yeah and here I am like how the heck do I do this with you know on my you know owning a house and whatever it may be but then you allowed yourself to break down those walls all over again after going through such like a oh I'm on my own two feet I have these titles I have the job title the mom title the I'm I'm Angela again right like I think a lot of us lose ourselves through some of that. Oh, for sure. I think I was pretty lost before I got to the point of like, all right, I'm going to start setting some goals for myself financially, mentally, you know, friends. You kind of like take a look at your life and go, all right, what's important? What's not important? You know, obviously my kids were extremely important. I was going to try to do everything I could to survive on my own. Um, and give them the best possible life that I could without any help from anybody else. But with saying that, like I took help from my parents as far as like, you know, if um, my mom wanted to buy us groceries, I would allow her to buy us groceries and she would bring them. She'd make us meals and she was just a great support system. Um, But as far as like setting goals, I knew that one day I wanted to own my own house. And um, it took me four years of saving and working and saving um my dad helped with the kids and taking them to school every day for me so that was kind of like my before school care um or you know i'd go to work and he'd take them to school for me but that saved me hundreds of dollars every month because we all know that child care is extremely expensive um and so i just basically sat down one day and kind of like started brainstorming how, you know, I'm 30 years old, I'm essentially starting over financially, and that was a big thing. I don't ever want to rely on another person to create my happiness. So I was creating it for myself. Um, So mentally it was getting strong enough to then go into the financial aspect of things, but also I had a good support system, which were my parents. And to be honest, I don't think I could do any of what I accomplished without them. They didn't financially help me, but they did little things like take the kids to school, which is, you know, in a sense, a financial help. Yeah. Um, And then from there, uh, once I started saving and I just was working like crazy, I had two different jobs, a corporate job, and then I picked up, um, it was not my brightest or or like, I mean, it was like a filler job. I worked at Winco. Okay. Um, and I did one of those little food, um, you know, like at Costco where they, the samples. Yeah. It was like a weekend job. So on the weekends that I didn't have my kids, I would go for eight hours and I'd stand there and I'd hand people samples and I made money the way that I could to save the money. And so it's it's not that it's a it's just maybe not a glorified job. It's yeah, not the job people wasn't share. It was something that I ever thought 
I could see myself doing. At 30 years old. At 30 years old, yeah. It was not... I don't want to belittle the job, but it it paid my bills that needed to be paid and it helped me get to where I needed to be. Well, you know, I think that's something that is very telling because I think that a lot of us see, um, what would you say, like quick success, right? Like especially a lot of money. Uh, you know, early 20s, mid 20s. Gosh, I see a lot of these, you know, I just, just dabbled into TikTok and I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) These, these individuals are making how much? And again, you know, it's all work, right? Like I never, I know people probably be a little what I do and that's teach their own. But I think that we see quick success and we see quick responses. And to go back to you being a mom, having these titles and being a thousand percent willing to take a job that potentially is not glorified in the eyes of others right yeah Yeah. because ultimately who's who's not glorifying it right it's right it's others it's at the end of the day you were probably so thankful for that position and what it allowed you to add to what you were saving and add to your plate and add to the life you knew you were developing for yourself and creating for yourself Mm -hmm. um for anybody I feel like again you know, I get a lot of individuals who reach out and they ask about relationships and being willing to let go when maybe it's not the right relationship. So we don't have to speak on that, but how did it feel being in your mid thirties and knowing that you were about to start essentially all over again, right? Like here you are, you have grown kiddos and you're going to start all over again, but just to kind of break down that age that I feel like so many of us feel like, and maybe it's because they tell you, oh, you're having a geriatric pregnancy and you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Like I'm 35, you know what I mean? Right. But like how, what is something for like the women listening, especially, and maybe, you know, for anybody listening, maybe you aren't dating and maybe you are 30 years old, mid thirties. Like, how was that for you? Did you have any of those thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I'm starting a family again, post 35, you know, Mm -hmm. did that get into your head at all? Or were you? I think that in the beginning, um, I had the mentality of like, okay, I got to where I wanted to be financially. I'm so proud of myself. And then what I was putting out there attracted what I deserved. But then mentally, I wasn't believing, oh my gosh, I deserve this amazing man. I was turning it around and kind of like beating it down saying, you know, why, why would he want somebody who has kids? And I was really talking down to myself and it took a while for me to know my self-worth in a relationship. Um, and it was kind of like this eye opening moment where I was like, Oh, I know I have the right man because of the way that he treated me and how we had these conversations. You know, I could be open and honest with him. But once I got to that point where I was like, okay, I know I deserve this. Um, and yeah, starting a, f- a, a new family or growing our family that we have together, um, I kind of felt lucky in a sense. It was kind of scary at first because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, like kind of, you know, like, okay, you're 34 years old and you're having another baby. And it was like, okay, you're high risk. You're like, you know, but there's a lot of women now that are having babies into their mid thirties. Um, I would say in my, you know, eight years ago or five years, six years ago, can I do my math? Um, it wasn't as common. Like, I feel like it's oh, more yeah, common now, for sure. but I just kind of felt like I kind of lucky to have another chance at being a mom and like doing it in a loving relationship. 
um, and creating and growing our family together. It just, it kind of, it like, I don't want to say rewarding, but like, what's a word? Like, kind of like, oh my gosh, this is what I deserve. I think rewarding is, is, yeah. I feel like, you know, every, I don't want to say everything you went through because like it wasn't, you always saw the positives yeah. of it. Um, but now you're reflecting back on like, oh my gosh, now I wasn't able to give the first kiddos this or whatever yeah. it may be. I mean, even with you taking time to come here, you know, you have the in-laws and, but yeah. you, when you reached out, you're like, I'm so thankful I'm a stay-at-home mom, which you didn't get yeah. to do, but you started losing sense of self. Oh, definitely. I mean, so how has that been with being so stable on your own two feet? Because then I, I'm somebody who like, when I think about it, I had a brief blip of time that I was like actually single. When I think of like standing on my own two feet, yeah. just being me, but it was at Club Med. So it wasn't even like I was in a stable position of like income or finances or owning a home or holding a quote unquote job. I mean, yes, Club Med is a job and it's honestly one of the hardest jobs I've ever had, but it's not, it's just different, right? Yeah. So when I think of that, of like a lot of individuals who maybe are 30s, mid 30s, and you're independent, how do you then let somebody in to then kind of break down some of those independencies that you have? And from you to go from not being financially stable, needing a lot of assistance in you know different ways, to then being able to stand on your own two feet, yes, still hustling and working multiple jobs, but now you're like, oh, I'm gonna lean into this. And like, now we're having more kids. Wait, I have a husband who supports me not working. <laughs> yeah. How did you like? I think a lot of it has to do with trust, yeah. right? Like there has to be a level of trust. And if you can't trust um, that, this person is in it a hundred percent with you. That's a huge thing. And then being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, those two things are probably the hardest (laughs) because you know, if you get burned in the past, it's going to carry over into your next relationship. You're going to have those walls up. And I think it just takes time and being vulnerable and, um, really working together, communication, trying to just, it's almost kind of a gamble in a sense. Like you, I felt that everything, and I didn't just like one day be like, all right, I built this empire. I'm on my own two feet. And oh my gosh, here's this amazing man. All right, I'm going to bust all those walls down. Like it took years to get to where we were and like working together and starting this family and that sort of thing. Um, but just trusting the fact and yeah, it's kind of like at one of those moments where I was like, I'm actually kind of grateful, um, that I had the opportunity to be a stay at home mom because I didn't get to be hundred percent stay at home mom with the older ones. And so it was, I'm older. I appreciate different things. I look at life completely different than I did. Um, like being more patient and not like the hustle and bustle of my twenties and my thirties and running here and doing that. Now it's different. Like, I feel like I can actually like give my children my all. I'm way more patient than I was. Um, I just like a different kind of kind love focus and that sort of thing. But I mean, to go back to the relationship aspect, um, it didn't happen overnight, but 
it was it, it was the combination between the trust and just being vulnerable and kind yeah. of just gambling with like all right i'm gonna put my all into your hands and i trust and i love you and you better <laughs> you better not <laughs> there's gonna be a small threat in there <laughs> i you know it's so funny because the other day i was thinking about like i've mentioned before to you i think i brought it up on the podcast there's definitely things that I am better at than others. There's things that I'm not good at, and especially when it comes to our relationship, like mine and Casey's relationship. You know, I don't want to go out and do the yard work. That's just not – it just – I I would, but it's so bad to say, like, he does it, right? But very similar to some of my roles that I do in the house. If I didn't do it, he would do it, and vice versa. But I think about, you know, for a lot of people who are listening who are maybe fully established in late 20s, 30s – mid thirties and you don't have that significant other yet, or maybe you're not living with them or you're just enjoying life and figuring out who you are to stand on your own two feet. Right. I feel like that's something that a lot of us, we almost forget about, like, how do we stand on our own two feet? So I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, gosh, I wonder if it would be, I don't want to say more attractive, but like, let's say I, I moved back and I was really having to figure out things on my own. I would have to take care of a home by myself, right? I would have to be able to take care of the yard or figure it out. And then when that individual moved into my life, like Casey, for instance, maybe there's roles that are now shared because there's two of us. But I wonder, I'm like, ooh, I wonder if that would have been like a level of attraction to like have more independence, right? But then also like how did you, having that independence or knowing who you were, having those roles essentially placed all on you, you know, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is when we're set in our ways, right? I have a lot of friends who have gotten into serious relationships in the last year and we're mid-30s now. And it, they've, they've opened up to me saying how it's hard to let this person in because they already have their routine and their things that they're used to. They're mid-30s. They've been living on their own for a few years. And now they're like letting this individual in. So for you... Was that a struggle at all? Like, I think, <clears throat> I think mine was completely different than if I were mid thirties, early thirties with no kids. Okay. Because kids, as we know, you give so much to them. They take so much. I was never able to be like, and I say selfish in the nicest way possible. I never had like a lot of me time. So when I had my oldest, I was 17. I was still a teenager. So for me, I never had that like selfish time where I could really, I was always thinking about somebody else. I always had to adapt to change. It was always putting somebody else's needs before my own. And I really do think that then later on in life, when I met my husband, um, that helped me adapt to change, to really understand who he is as a person and not like morph into what he wanted or anything, but like really be kind of empathetic to, he had no kids. He could be selfish. Oh, I see why you are the way that, you know, why, oh, why did you handle that thing this way? Oh, okay. I could understand. I've always been the one to kind of be a little bit more understanding, but then also be able to explain to him where I've come from and then for him to understand my point of view. Yeah. So again, and I think, makes, yeah, yeah, I never thought of that. Cause I feel like you're right with a kiddo, you're already making sacrifices and you're already adapting, right? Mm-hmm. They, we all know they change constantly. And here you are in your thirties with a teenager mm-hmm. and almost, you know, 
almost a couple teenagers, but with, well, no, not that, not when you're 30. I know when I say that, I'm like, <clears throat> now. <laughs> well, I didn't want to like say like, oh, she's a teen mom. Well, like, I wanted you to like, you know, feel comfortable saying it. But like, I didn't even think about that. Like at 17 yeah. years old, already having to learn it, that, I mean, I can barely think back to when I was 17. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I can, but I'm also like, that was almost half my life ago. Right. Um, but you know, I was definitely selfish and I don't think I had to you know and like you said it's in the best way possible right but so I can see where a lot of people who have reached out to me personally they're not caring for another child yet so it's you're you're selfish with your time you know you get to be and I think that's an incredible developmental time to be selfish with your time I think you then get the ability to be like more set in your ways as time goes on I've seen a lot of my girlfriends who don't have kids still now you know 35 36 years old they are very um, set in their ways, but it's because they haven't, and that's my only comparison, right? Yeah, like, I they haven't needed to, to that. They haven't mm-hmm. needed to be else otherwise, yeah. which I think that, yeah. So like for anybody listening, I, I love that feedback because I definitely look at it and I'm like, oh gosh, you are gonna have to adapt. You are gonna have to, you know, I think that's a hard thing too, right? With a relationship, it's that fine line of, oh, well, is this person making me change? Or are we just simply adapting to this individual coming into our life? A kiddo changes you, right? But it's also adapting to these changes. It doesn't, I mean, I hope in some ways it changes individuals. I know for me it's changed me a lot, but I also think a lot of it has just become adapting and adjusting and learning and and growing. growing. Exactly. And so I think that's so interesting to hear. Like from 17 years old, you had to always learn to adapt and, um, adjust with the times and uh, you know so that's something gosh I never even thought about that so that's something that's so respectful I feel like that's something too you know I know we've talked a lot outside of obviously this and the podcast and whatnot but being able to I don't know like you leaned into being the stay-at-home mom but I know we've chatted about it in a previous podcast how how and what were your like oh my gosh I need something for me like what was that like was it approaching 40 was it this is 40 like this is coming up because I know for me I think that's when I was in club med and I was like oh my gosh I'm you know 27 28 years old and I started feeling 30 like I started feeling that pressure of I'm dating this guy quote unquote this is 30 is coming up where is my life going did any of that start to impact you with 40 approaching of like, oh my gosh, I'm a stay-at-home mama. I've been wanting this forever, considering you didn't have that, obviously, at 17 years old. But have you, was there something with like that, just that number, I don't, you know what I mean? Where you're like, I need to start to dive a little bit more into being me again. And because I know for me, I personally, I'm obviously pregnant again, loving being a mama, as you know, like. Caden's napping right now, like loving it. But I do feel like I'm having, as we talked this morning, I'm having a little bit of a struggle with sense of self and I'm struggling with work-life balance, but in a deeper way. And I feel like I keep giving to others and I forget to give to myself and I'm almost making excuses for it. Like it's now become like, oh no, 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 no. Like I could make it work for myself, but like, oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do this for this person when I really in the end could do both, but it's just that like taxing time so was there something that like what was it that sparked inside of you when you were 38 and you reached out and you're like okay I need to do something for me again like was it with 40 approaching or was it just I didn't tie anything into like 
age and turning 40, um, I think my biggest thing is probably like any mom, you kind of lose your identity or what's important to you or like even talking to another human, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> like the interaction, like some days I'll just like call my mom cause I need to chat, you mm-hmm. know, it's like you get up there and you, you know, don't have a lot of friends or maybe it's not super convenient for your best girlfriend to talk at the time and or trying to make it a priority to get out of the house it's not always easy with little ones and so I think going from like a corporate job from as busy as I was to then this like screaming halt of that life I knew which let me just say I do not miss the hustle and bustle right like that's like probably one of my biggest like you know like I can breathe a little bit um but always talking to little ones all day long can be kind of lonely and isolating. And I think it was just one of those things where I was like, all right, babies are starting to get a little bit older or, you know, one's done breastfeeding. Now it's kind of time for mommy to figure out what, what, what little piece is going to make me a little bit, I don't even say happier, but just happy in a different way. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed being home with them all the time, but I'm telling you like getting away and just being able to have a little bit of time where I'm not mommy and I can just, um, like this, sometimes it doesn't even feel like work, right? Like we chat or being productive is a huge thing for me. So I love being productive, but I've also just recently done like kind of a mental mind flip. And I was like, one day I woke up and I'm like, I'm so bored. Why am I so bored? I have my kids here. I could play. We could do art, but it's like the same thing every day. And so I was like, I need to do like one new thing a day. So I started um, like a meal prep thing. So something that's important to me is like taking care of my family, making sure they're fed. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to make four lasagnas today. So I'm going to make two cheese ones and two meat ones and I'm going to freeze it and then every week for the next four weeks I'll have a lasagna in the freezer I can take out it made me feel like I was taking care of my family yet being accomplished and doing something important yeah so I think just giving myself like an extra drive well I was gonna say (laughs) you even one thing I've really noticed since we've started working with each other your ideas and your creativity has blossomed like out of nowhere you started taking your own courses on the side and pinterest courses and just things that you're like oh my gosh i'm excited to dive into this more you i felt like your your interest in learning and growing and your ideas for yourself for your life like even the goals you've talked about in the last year and a half and how you're actually maybe they're 10 years down the road but you're taking a little steps there right like if you guys don't know Ange has like a little mini farm it's really freaking cute and that's where I get all of my eggs and she has you have pigs now right you have pigs pigs. now goats like yeah but that's her passion and like owning a ranch one day is a passion and I love that I feel like it was um kind of like what you guys you guys listening what I talked about with Casey how a lot of communication happening, <laughs> zero action. Um, and I feel like you have communicated, like those first six months, you communicated a lot. And in the last year, your action, like whether it is starting that Instagram page, whether it is diving into learning behind owning a, a ranch, whether it is actually getting the equipment to get the animal, right? right. Like you had the pig equipment for how long? And now they're here, right? And yeah. it's just like, I just feel like, 
that is so awesome to see you dive into goals. And so that's something I talk a lot about, you know, even last week and a couple weeks ago, I talked about like step out and find out, like step out and find out something you're interested in, but take action, right? Or step out and, and step into who you're meant to be. But with everything you're saying, you've got, you've been, I don't want to say a different person, but you've allowed yourself to transition through those 20s, through those 30s, now into your 40s. And I think that's something that's so telling because I think a lot of us feel like or assume we reach this destination of an age or maybe just it's that age that like we think is it. And then that's who we are, right? We don't allow ourselves, And maybe it is these moments where you feel empty or you feel uncertain. And it's because we're not allowing ourselves to transition. We're not allowing ourselves to, to grow. And I've also talked about it, I think it was last week where, or two weeks ago, I'm not sure, when Casey and I... Um, I opened up on the podcast about how we're both in a season where we know our next steps are growth, but it's individual growth. And that's hard to do in a relationship. That's hard to tell your significant other, hey, I feel this change. And I know you and your husband, when you first started working, it was a change, right? When he needed to adapt to the schedule and he needed to be willing to support support you Mm -hmm. right and it's not just through oh sure I'll watch the kids like (laughs) yeah "Yeah, you will you're not the babysitter like (laughs) you're a co-parent but in the sense of like you coming home and telling him what you did and so I know we only have a couple more minutes but if I would love to hear like if you could tell anybody who's listening who's in their mid-20s or early 20s or a teenager or mid-30s or gosh in their 40s how like I know you've transitioned so many times and you've always been Ange, but like you said, it's been growth. But if somebody's feeling that nerve of, I have no idea what the heck is ahead of me, or I feel like I need to make this shift or this change, what would you tell them? Because you've been there now multiple times. Yeah, I'd say go for it and hang on for the ride. Live in your moments. You know, we're not promised a tomorrow. And just really embrace and be like, be present in the moments, embrace your life. Um, and I, I feel like I've just really soaked in life, I've, you know, and I've enjoyed most of my moments, you know, they're not always going to be, you know, wonderful, but those not so wonderful moments, you live and you learn and you take it and try to spin it into a positive and move forward. I mean, I love my life, yeah. you know, and that's, you just kind of hang on for that ride and just enjoy all of your moments, I would yeah. say. I love that. And so for anybody listening, obviously we didn't dive into too much of the nitty gritties of like personal <laughs> life, but I just wanted Angie's perspective from being a teen mama to now this is 40 being 40. And I feel like a lot of my audience, a lot of us listening are on the cusp of that plus or minus five years of 30, right? And we're either feeling those pressures of where we assumed we'd be at 30 and we're now releasing those chains, right? Right, we're releasing that like, okay, let's take a step forward. So before anybody starts to put pressures on 40 or if you are in your mid 20s and you're putting pressures on 30, I mean, the amount of changes I've gone through in a year and a half of having a kiddo, you guys have been along for the ride, so you've heard it all. But allow yourself to make those changes and allow yourself to make those shifts and and just sitting right here and she's been through, like I said, we didn't get into the nitty gritties, but she's been through it all. And if you are feeling the weight of life, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling unstable, whether it's financially, whether it's emotionally, 
I think it's important to, like Ange said, have that mindset shift and know that you will get past it. But I think all of us need to remember we have to take that step. We have to believe in ourselves and um, allow ourselves to take that step. So wherever you're at, allow yourself to transition through the times and an age is not going to define us and we can truthfully experience life at any and all ages, but just start living, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like that's what I need to tell myself. Like, start living. Don't wait to save up all the extra money to go on the vacation or whatever it is. Obviously, don't make dumb choices. <laughs> we know we both want to make those impulse purchases or whatever it is, but um, not to wait to have it figured out because I think we're both still trying to figure that one out. Definitely. Uh, Well, thank you all for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this. I, of course, enjoyed having somebody on the podcast with me. And thank you for joining and being willing to share parts of your story. I know a lot of people, it's hard, right? Like you've lived multiple lives almost. And here you are. And I feel like you're thriving. And I don't know where I'd be without you. So thank you. Um, But appreciate you guys as always. And hopefully some of you are excited about the new just internal podcast giveaway. And again, I appreciate you guys so, so dang much as always all the reviews sharing, they mean the world. Um, And yeah, make it a great day and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.